0: Any offers? No? Okay. From the Bible, from Luke chapter 19, it's written in your service sheets, this passage. And it's a short passage, and it's a famous, well, a well-known incident that happened in the life of Jesus concerning a man called Zacchaeus. Jesus entered Jericho and was passing through. A man was there by the name of Zacchaeus. all the people saw this and began to mutter, he's gone to be the guest of a sinner. But Zacchaeus stood up and said to the Lord, look Lord, here and now I give half of my possessions to the poor and if I've cheated anybody out of anything, I will pay back four times the amount. Jesus said to him, today salvation has come to this house because this man too is the son of Abraham. For the son of man came to seek and save the lost. This is the word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. Some people have quite unpopular jobs, don't they? Like traffic wardens. I don't know if there's anyone here who's a traffic warden, but but don't worry, I I have huge respect for traffic wardens. It must be one of the most difficult jobs in the world because you're not exactly popular with the general public. But if that's the case, let me tell you that the man in this story, Zacchaeus, he must have been the most unpopular person in his whole town because Zacchaeus was a tax collector in first century Roman-occupied Israel. And that doesn't mean that he was like the inland revenue who we have, where we do expect to pay taxes because we want to fund our schools and our national health service and other public services. No. In Zacchaeus' day, the country of Israel was occupied and ruled by the military might of the Roman Empire, and the local people were forced to pay taxes, not to support their social services because they didn't have any, but because but to pay the Romans to keep them rich and happy and to pay for their military exploits. And Zacchaeus, although he was a local person, he was collecting money from the locals and cheating them to boot in order to give it to the hated Roman occupiers. And that made him nothing short of a traitor in their eyes. And he wasn't just any tax collector, he was the chief tax collector. So he would have been the most hated person in town. Now, we have no idea what life was like for Zacchaeus. He was probably quite rich. But was he happy? What was it like to be the most hated person in town? How does his children fare with the other kids at school, whose parents probably told them to avoid them or perhaps worse, treat them badly? How did his wife feel when she went down the market and all those eyes would be staring at her with hatred? How safe did they feel at night when they closed their eyes to go to sleep? What did he really think of himself? Did he like himself? or on the inside, did he feel shame and disgust? Most of us are quite brave face and pretending that everything is all right inside. But many of us are not all right inside. Chips aren't perhaps what we hoped they would have been, or maybe they're completely broken. Our jobs, if we have them, aren't always what they were cracked up to be. That doesn't feel good either. Our self-esteem may be very low. We don't feel good enough. We feel the stress of unpaid bills or the huge credit card debt or the landlord who's always on our back after the rent. Maybe we don't really seem to have a purpose in life. Our friends, the people who we thought were friends, might have let us down. We'll never know what Zacchaeus' life was really like. He probably appeared well off and content on the outside, but we don't know what was going on on the inside. And you know, my life was a bit like that many years ago. For most of my life, I was a successful businessman. I had pretty much everything I needed materially. I had a lovely family, nice house, good job, all the material things you could want. But if I'm honest, I wasn't happy, I wasn't content, I was always striving for something, looking for something that would somehow bring ultimate fulfilment, but never knowing what it was. I wasn't a Christian believer in those days, I didn't go to church, I was pretty selfish. I wanted to get a lot out of life, but I wasn't prepared to put that much into it. I didn't really think of others. And I think maybe Zacchaeus was a bit like that. And then one day, Jesus comes to Zacchaeus' hometown of Jericho, and the crowds turn out. Jesus was very popular because he was known to be on the side of the ordinary person, people like you and me. He wasn't impressed by wealth or position or status. Anyway, on this day, Zacchaeus, because he was a small man and he couldn't see Jesus over the head of the crowds, he ran on ahead and he climbed a tree to get a good view. But what he didn't bargain on was what would happen next. Because just as Jesus passes under the tree where he's hiding or watching from, Jesus called Zacchaeus by name and invites him to come down from the tree. And then, and this is the shocker, Jesus invites himself to stay at Zacchaeus's house. Zacchaeus is absolutely blown away. He's overjoyed. Can you imagine how amazing that was for Zacchaeus? Even though he's the most despised man in town, Jesus, who is at very least the hottest celebrity around, is prepared to be associated with him as his friend. Jesus called him by name. And he even suggests that he goes to stay with him. The people are appalled. He's gone to be the guest of a... a, Clearly, everyone used to give Zacchaeus' house a wide berth. They wouldn't go near him. And now Jesus has singled him out and is going to stay at his place. When we read the accounts of Jesus' life, we often find that Jesus surprises us that he doesn't do the things that we expect him to do or the things that you and I would do. And here's why. To Jesus, nobody is beyond the pale. Nobody is beyond hope. Every human being, whatever they have done or said or thought in the past, is capable of being forgiven and their lives made good again. Jesus stands at the door of every person's life, Knocking. Your life and my life. And just like he did with Zacchaeus, he invites himself to come in and stay. And he doesn't just do that for nice people or sorted people or religious people. He invites him: rich people, honest people, dishonest people, healthy people, sick people, black people, white people and into the lives of traffic wardens and bank, bankers and car clampers and professionals feel good enough. And the good news is, the amazing news which you may or may not know about is that what Jesus is telling us here is that God, you... It's amazing what effect... Jesus has on Zacchaeus's life, because Zacchaeus is so changed by the love which Jesus has shown him. He's so overjoyed that Jesus could love a person as hated as he is, that he himself is changed beyond recognition. He gives half of everything he owns to the poor, he offers to make it up with every single person that he's ever cheated Jesus describes this change in Zacchaeus's life as salvation. He says, "Has come to this house. Zacchaeus has been saved, saved from a life, an eternal life of hell, his own greed, to his community." And the question this story asks of each one of us is: Do we dare open our hearts? to Jesus and allow him to transform those areas of our lives which need attention? Will we dare open our homes, our families, our very lives to the brilliant light of God's love? You may have heard this scripture, so loved the world that he gave his one and only Son, that whoever believes in him will not perish, but have eternal life. And I'm sure that Zacchaeus never imagined for one second that he was good enough to warrant Jesus coming to stay with him. And many of us may feel that we're not good enough for God to bless our lives. But in case anyone here this morning has a sense that you're not good enough, remember this. Just a few weeks after this event, Jesus, in order to pay the debt for our sins. As our second object lesson showed us, Lynn paid Kirsty's debt. She, into new life, shows us all our debts are paid by Him. Whatever we feel about ourselves, God loves us so much that Jesus died for each and every one of us, for you and for me. And if we accept his invitation to come into our lives and stay, we're forgiven. About 17 years ago that I accepted Jesus' invitation to come into my life. And gradually, over the years since then, he's been working on my selfishness, giving me a more compassionate heart, and moving me to where I can do a bit more giving and a little less taking. And I've discovered a real purpose to my life in being a vicar but in being a follower of Jesus and the same invitation awaits all of us from any walk of life whatever our background whatever struggles we've had however just holds out that same invitation and we are free to respond and some people might say nah that's not for me thank you fair enough I wasn't ready for God Until some years ago, some of us might say, Well, I'm not sure I'm ready for that, but I think I'd like to find out a bit more. And if that's you, then there are many ways that you can find out a bit more and explore the love of God in Jesus Christ. And one way is to simply come along to St. Matthew's at 10 o'clock. On a Sunday morning, when we gather together as a church family like this every Sunday and to explore this journey of faith together. As you've gathered, we have Sunday activities for children of all ages. And uh, we know we're not perfect. Far from it. A bit more like Jesus every day, every week, every month, every year. And we love to worship God together. Another way to explore more is to come on an Alpha course um, where people of all ages and backgrounds, whether we, they've never gone to church in their lives before or they've been going all their lives, come and just discuss the big years ago. And since then, this adventure of faith has been the most rewarding and exciting journey. And I invite any of you, if you haven't done so yet, to consider about it so that you can know the same joy that came into Zacchaeus's life that day and came into my life seventeen years ago, since discovering a God who life in all its fullness. And I'd just like to finish uh, with a prayer. And What I'd like to do is, there might just be, there may not be anyone, but there might just be one person here this morning, perhaps a couple of people here this morning, for whom you've felt something this morning, heard some things that have touched you, you'd like not just to leave it there, but to kind of take a step towards God and towards knowing his love, towards knowing that transformation that came to Zacchaeus' life. And if that's you, I'm going to just pray a prayer now that if you pray this prayer along with me in your heart, just silent, a prayer that acknowledges our need for Jesus. It's a prayer that says sorry for, the, for those things that we need to bring to him, but then says thank you for dying on the cross. And then please to come into my life, just as so he came into Zacchaeus's life that day. If, if you feel that's a prayer you'd like to pray with me now, that's a great first step. Let's just bow our heads, let's all bow our heads, close our eyes, and allow anybody, perhaps there's one or two people here this morning who would like to take that first step. That you love me unconditionally. That despite everything In my past, all the things I've thought and said and done, love me just as I am. And Lord, I'm sorry for the things that I know I've done that are wrong. And I'll ask them behind, life to the full, without guilt and shame. Please come into my heart, come into my life. So that I can know. Amen. Well, I'm going to ask the music team to come up now.